What's up, everyone? People of the world, it is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021, and this is episode 118 of What the Funcast. It has been an action-packed week. Ahmed's here, I'm here, and we're ready to unpack all the big news that you may or may not have seen this past week. Um, and even then some. I don't know, it's felt like a year. Hello, Ahmed. Hello. I'm laughing because Rita goes, my dudes. And in my head, I was like, I really wanted him to say, it is Wednesday, my dudes. And you didn't say it. <laughs> but Rita got it. That's okay. I, you know my, like, Vine TikTok retention is, like, in the negatives. So I've, it's... Uh, I've not thought about anything besides the girl that gets the water poured over her face. And she's like, hello? That's my entire vocabulary well you've you've said it for so long and i've picked up on it and it's become one of those things that i'll honest i'll be honest with you i didn't even remember it was from a tiktok i was just like it, whatever a meta always says it. the vine it's the vine or a vine whatever whatever before tiktok times the uh, before tiktok times the truly. b b t t t's oh b t t t so stupid all right anyway you're here for the trash We've got a lot of stuff to cover today. So, let's start with it. Ahmed, tell us all about The Conjuring 3. Um, so, yeah. So, I finally watched The Conjuring 3 on Monday. Which was what? What's the subtitle? Like, The Devil Made Me Do It or some stupid yes, nonsense The Conjuring, like The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It got me... Like, I jumped literally within the first five minutes. Because it makes very good use of surround sound. And here I was, sitting home alone, in the dark, watching this movie, just trying to eat my dinner. And I'm like, who the hell's slamming on the wall behind me? It was the movie. Um, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's very... the perks of surround sound, right? Like, these right? noises, you hear these noises, and all of a sudden... We were watching, like, Iron Man or something, and it was like... There were, like, birds chirping in the back. I'm like, what the hell? It's, like, 9 o'clock at night. What <laughs> birds are chirping? Meanwhile. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, I just wasn't expecting the, like... Those speakers are kind of, like, flimsy, I guess. They're, like, weaker speakers. So, like, I just wasn't expecting it to be that loud and, like, clear. I was like, wait, this is wild. Um, but it was good. Um, it's definitely very different from the first two movies uh, in terms of, like, tone, which is good. It's not, uh, it's not like, you know, more of the same. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, it's worth a watch. It's definitely it's, it's free on HBO Max if you have HBO Max. Um, or you can go see it in a theater. So I just did it on HBO Max because I didn't feel like trekking over to a theater. I was like, whatever. I'll just watch this at home. And it was fine because uh, there was no people to, like, heckle. Because I feel like when you watch movie horror movies in theaters, always, like, those hecklers in the crowd, people laughing at inappropriate times. And you're like, I'm here to be scared. Please let me live. So watching it at home alone in the dark was good. That's um, good. Besides that, I streamed um, my first like hour ish of playing through rift apart which i haven't actually gotten a chance to pick back up um just because i've been super busy but really enjoyed what i played of it i know you played a little bit uh of it too so i'll let you speak more to it but really enjoyed what i played of it the first hour the game looks absolutely fantastic um and i i, I don't know i was just really enjoying going around and collecting shit and breaking boxes and i don't know it's very satisfying to me um but yeah i was busy because i went to six flags on saturday rode some of my favorite roller coasters for the first time since 2019, and it was a great time. Got to ride their brand new ride. This is Six Flags Great Adventure, by the way. Got to ride their brand new Jersey Devil Coaster, which was excellent. I wouldn't say it's better than Nitro El Toro, but I still really highly enjoyed it. And Rita, you could ride it. It actually has over-the-shoulder like uh, straps. Not like a, it's not like a big bulky restraint, but they're they're straps, so you'll feel nice and secure. It's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that's what I have been up to besides E3, obviously, which we'll get into 
through this this episode we kind of will cover like each bit of e3 um you know ubisoft square enix xbox nintendo as, as the episode goes on but um besides that just been hanging out what have you been doing what have you been up to that's good that's good that's good um so i got rift apart on saturday because gamestop hates me um and they <laughs> delivered it saturday so i played it saturday afternoon yeah saturday afternoon saturday evening we kind of just hung out saturday which we haven't done in a while like we went and got lunch and then came back and just kind of hung out and lauren wasn't feeling great so she was kind of just laying down sleeping took a nap and then I, like, actually popped in Rift Apart and, like, sank in a good amount of time into it. So I'm, like, 20-ish percent through the oh, game. Damn, okay. And, yeah, I know, literally. And, and like you said, I haven't picked it back up since. So I played a little bit on Sunday as well. Um, the game is just a ton of fun. It just... I have gotten such a kick out of the whole game. I I never got around to beating uh, Ratchet & Clank 2016, whatever the whatever the reboot was. Yeah, um, 2016. But I, and, I, and I know you did. Uh, but I enjoyed what I played of that, and like, and I recently picked it back up with the PS5 update, and it's it's a fun game. And Rift Apart is like that, but more. Like, I feel like instead of going and getting all the power ups like you do in the 2016 reboot, it's like you have the majority of your power ups, and it's like, okay, here's different ways that we're using them, and it, and it uses the Dual Shock in interesting way, or the, excuse me, the Dual Sense in interesting ways where you're like pulling the trigger a little bit to aim, and then pulling it all the way to fire, or you're pulling a little bit to shoot like a single shot and then you pull it all the way to double shoot or something. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's really, really cool. The game is just beautiful, like you said. Um, and it's just it's just a really it's just a fun time. And it's like it's great to see it's great to see how like they're taking advantage of the features of the PS five. Now, that being said, I have concerns about, you know, whether or not that's going to stay a PS5 exclusive. I don't know how it could possibly run on PS4, um, but it's... No, I don't, think I don't know if you will. saw... I don't know if you saw earlier, there was a rumor that there was um, something in a, data, a database that was found that referenced Demon Souls for PS4, which that's, like, another one of the only exclusive PS5 games. So, yeah. either way, not to derail the conversation there, I really don't think you can make this game on PS4 because, like, the load times, like, you're going between rifts or whatever... Yeah. Or even this time that I save to the time that I like exit the game and come back in, it's like almost instantaneous. Yeah, it's no. pretty crazy. It's impossible. There's no way, and I doubt Demon Souls will come. There, there's no reason. Like, I don't know. By the time that comes out or whatever, like people enough people, I feel like are, are migrating to PS5 as they can find them. But like we're already halfway through the year, the shortages shouldn't last too too much longer. Um, so I don't know. I think there's no reason to bring those games to PS4, but especially Rift Apart, like just literally technically would not work uh right same with returnal honestly like returnal is there's no load times in a returnal because but i imagine there would be if you played on ps4 because the worlds are so large uh, right and like it it relies a lot on the mechanic of the adaptive triggers like you can't turn that off there's no alternative to that uh, same with rift apart there's no alternative to the adaptive triggers usage uh, but i am happy to see that that wasn't just a gimmick because like since the ps3 we've had the tilt controls and like no mainstream game has ever used it except for like last of us where you have to like bang it to get your flashlight back working like oh my gosh game, remember that yeah no other game has used the motion controls and like there's motion controls in dual sense too and no game uses it ever um but it is nice to see uh that they're actually taking advantage of like the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback and all that fun stuff um so right. it's good i hope that that continues and it's not just like the first few games that come out that you know should have been launch games or whatever 
I really like the adaptive triggers. Like, the adaptive triggers are probably the coolest feature for me since, like, the Wiimote. Yes. They're super nice. They're super, super yeah. nice. I'm just hoping it's, that, like, m- there's more to it than just, like, the two-step thing. Because, like, that seems to be the, the common trend is, like, the two-step for guns. Yeah. I'm hoping there's more kind of, like, you know, tension when, you know, we play, like, Forbidden West. Hopefully there'll be, like, tension in drawing your bowstring or something like that. Um, or, like, more more uses to it. Um, yeah, I think yeah. there will be. I think, like, this is almost like the entry-level waggle of, like, you know, I remember when the Wiimote first came out, it was, like, everything is waggle. It's like, oh, shake the controller and something happens on screen. It's very, like, yeah. if this, then that. Like, every, it's either one or zero, where I think that... With the adaptive trigger right now, it's either one or, or two or whatever it might be, whereas yeah. you have that full range, but people need to get used to the trigger because, you know, if you, I don't know. I think it's going to take some getting used to, but my I hope as well that it gets better with that. Yes. Um, But, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, even the shooting of the gun, like, it does that, like, that bounce back, right, that you saw in Astro's Playroom. Yeah. And even that's very rudimentary at this point, right? That's, like, something that it's, like... We've seen that in Astro's Playroom. It's still cool as hell as you're shooting a gun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just I, like it always it shocked me when I was playing Astro's Playroom, like just how strong it was, and I was like, is this gonna last? Like, I hope these controllers' durability is like yeah. Because really, I was like, like Whoa, I literally took a intense. video. I literally took a video of like holding the trigger down. I was like, Prrr! I'm like, holy shit! Like, the whole controller is shaking. Yeah, it's crazy. But but it's awesome. It's really really. It's, uh, it is fantastic yeah. and done without crunch, as we said last episode. So, yes. um, but you know what else is awesome? All the E3 news that we got this week. So let's jump right into it. And um, no hot, hot news for the entertainment uh, industry or entertainment world, the entertainment sphere <laughs> this week. Uh, this week is all about E3. So before we jump into there, oh uh, wait, you haven't? We totally forgot. We watched Loki. Did you watch Loki? Yes, I did watch Loki. Okay. Not today. Well, yeah, not today. The first episode, last week. Yes. Yes. I did watch Loki. Sorry. Yes, okay. I did yeah. watch Loki. Um, I liked it a lot. Yes. I thought it was good. Um, excited to watch tonight's episode or today's episode. High School Musical Musical Series, though, bomb-ass episode again. Bet none of y'all watched it because y'all are fake. I but, am fake. I'm sorry I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, it was good. That show is like, it, it just scratches the coming-of-age teen drama itch. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was a good episode as well. I feel like I watched something else. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Still you haven't watched. Still haven't watched In the Heights. I need to watch In the Heights. I keep seeing like stuff about it. Yeah. Um, oh, I've been watching more Clone Wars. I also forgot to mention that. Um, like, of in the order of episodes from the site, I'm like eight episodes in or something now. So, um, I'm enjoying it. It's really good. It's getting. Nice. It keeps getting better. Um, would recommend if you're looking for something that's. Just like, you know, between 20 or 30 minutes just to watch while you eat a quick lunch or whatever. It's a good show. Quick lunch? Every time I hear quick lunch, it just always comes back to the <laughs> it's quick in Norway. Lunch. Yes. Anyway, it there was like a, a Kit Kat, basically. The candy bar. Thank you, Emma. Emma started High School Musical the Musical Series. Should we'll see I if was... I finish. Wait, did you just start Shh. season one? It's a good show. I'm, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm assuming so. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. We we watch it every Friday, like with dinner. Um, which is fun. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, before we jump into E3 news, if you haven't already, check out our Discord. Um, I know we talk pretty often about it. I mean, follow us on Twitter if you don't already. And then uh, obviously we record normally on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. This week's an anomaly because we've been streaming some of the E3 showcases. So um, definitely check it out. The Discord is usually uh, something ridiculous is going on in the Discord. So we've been a lot of a lot of E3 talk, a lot of hot takes. Uh, so check it out. But anyway. 
let's jump right into it and let's start with um, a quick recap here of what went down. So Ahmed will give us the the skinny here, but really a lot of these uh, shows were garbage. So <laughs> I say he's going to give us the skinny because he watched most of these shows or had them playing in the background. Yes. Um, well, actually, I didn't and, watch these first two, so if you did, maybe you could take yeah. these. Yeah, yeah, no, I can. Okay, I, that was more so me teeing up. This is where the segues fall apart. <laughs> I was teeing up like how bad some of the ones that you were watching were. Oh, my God. Because... Yeah. It was yeah, there's a lot of lot of filler content. So um, while I did not watch all of Ubisoft, um, I I know enough to be dangerous. So I will cover that. No one knows. I did to not be watch Squid. <laughs> uh, you know me, uh, danger, danger person. I don't know. Um, okay, so Ubisoft forward. <laughs> it's it's me, the danger person. Um, Can't stand you. All right, go on. Oh, here we here we go. We're we're back to Justin talking about Goofy movie, Goofy movie being a musical. Um, so, yes, I will watch oh. in the Heights, Emma. All right, so let's jump into Ubisoft's rundown. So the Ubisoft Forward event took place on Saturday, um, and they had a full showcase going on. And uh, IGN is here to give us the rundown. So the last and largest re- re- reveal here was the first look at Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. Uh, which is a brand new title coming in 2022 to PC, PS5, Series X, Luna, and Stadia. So, <laughs> I want to say all next-gen systems, but Luna and Stadia are kind of on their own little planet. So I totally um, forgot th- Luna existed, if we're being honest. I didn't realize people were still making so games for I. it. <laughs> so did I. And, um, you know, uh, whatever. So, it is what it is. I agree. Goofy Movie is a great musical. I just putting it in the same category my brain hurts a little bit but i understand where you're coming from and i agree so coming back to avatar i think it looks fantastic uh ubisoft's handling so i'm a little nervous but um it was apparently heavily rumored i don't know maybe my eyes are broken i didn't see a single rumor about this game uh so go off to the people that claim this was a rumor um mario plus rabbit sparks of hope was officially revealed this was leaked out earlier on saturday morning by nintendo themselves so nintendo Hmm. actually posted a listing for Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope with screenshots, a synopsis, the cover art. It was a mess. So anyway, we got the official reveal trailer. This game looks really cool. Uh, it's a sequel to Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. And it's a it takes place in like space. And they mentioned the word galaxy a few times. Rosalina's in it. So we'll see what happens here. But this looks pretty exciting. Um, we got our first look at Far Cry 6 DLC. So Far Cry 6 DLC is going to allow people to play as villains from the previous games in the series. It looks really cool. Um, and it's also going to, to include Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which I don't know if it was confirmed or not, whether that was a remaster or not, but that is a, uh, a previous downloadable-only game that came out um, in the Far Cry franchise. So the reason for the... Um, I think that they're including Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, kind of reviving that, is because there was also announced before E3 in like Netflix Geeked Week or whatever that... There's a Blood Dragon anime coming to Netflix based on that game. So I think that's why yes. they're, they're kind of like releasing that in conjunction. Yes. Yep. I agree 100%. Um, and then we move into some of the weirder announcements. The Werewolves Within movie trailer and release date was announced. So this is based on the 2016 uh, multiplayer VR title for PlayStation VR, actually. Um, I, I might be on PC as well, actually. But they're making a Werewolves Within movie, and it's set to arrive on June 25th in theaters, which is nine days away. So if you're interested in that, I mean, go off and go look at it. It's a very campy-looking movie. Interesting. Um, it's directed by Josh Rubin, who um, created that movie that I talked about a few months ago, I guess, at this point, called Scare Me, which is like a Shudder original that I really enjoyed. Um, so that, like, campy would be directly up his alley. Like, very 
meta. Yeah. Making very fun of tropes and whatnot. Very campy. Yes, yeah. very campy. Um so yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens with this, but yeah. that was that, that was a weird announcement, but okay. Um Assassin's Creed Valhalla the Siege of Paris DLC was announced. Uh this will feature Ivor Ivor as the lead. Uh, uh sorry, hold on. Let me back up here. I think it's Eivor? I don't know exactly, but I don't know. In which E-I-V-O-R will feature them as they lead their band of Vikings on the attack on the French capital. Capital. Wow, I can't speak. Uh, It'll launch sometime this summer. Just Dance 2022 release date was confirmed. Shocking. Act surprised everyone. Uh, It's coming out November 4th with 40 new songs, including including an exclusive version of Todrick Hall's song Nails, Hair, Hips, and Heels. Uh, so congratulations to Todrick um, Hall fans. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is getting cross-playing cross-progression soon in early 2022. Um, oh, sorry. Cross-play is planned for June 30th, and then cross-progression comes 2022. Uh, the, the, the Riders Republic release date is officially announced, which is September 2nd. That is the uh, game that has people going on snowboarding, skiing, bike riding, and then flying around in wingsuits. The Rocksmith Plus subscription service was revealed. This was something that leaked out right prior to uh, Ubisoft's press conference as well. Um, This is now going to be a subscription service for the guitar teaching software formerly known as Rocksmith. Um, And it lets you plug in an electric guitar via USB adapter. And you can learn like popular songs by following along with notes as they appear on screen. You can sign up for an upcoming closed beta starting the day of the Ubisoft Forward event. Um, We got a new title for Ubisoft, excuse me, Rainbow Six. What was it? Rainbow Six Lockdown? No. Extraction? What the hell was it? No, 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 no. It was something before they changed the name. Anyway, I'll look into that in a minute. I can't remember if it was like Rainbow Six Pandemic or something. Oh, Quarantine. Quarantine. Yes. I'm like, Lockdown Pandemic? Wait a second. It's one of those words. I didn't realize that they changed Um, the name. I just thought this was a new game completely. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Did they think? No. Because Rainbow Six Quarantine was announced before COVID. Yes, yes, yes. They were like, this is They changed the title. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So now it's Rainbow Six Extraction. That was announced right before E3. Uh, they debuted a new gameplay trailer and a release date of September 16th. The game does not look good. Um, <laughs> Wait, isn't this the one that has... Um, God, what's his face? John Bernthal in it? I thought it did. I remember it did, like there was a Rainbow Six with John Bernthal at one point. I'm pretty sure it was Quarantine, but I have no idea. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. The Rainbow Six games don't do anything for me. So, I mean, maybe they do stuff for other people. Um, overall, I'd say this is a, a pretty straightforward conference. I mean, there was uh, the stuff with Far Cry 6. I'm excited for Far Cry 6. I think the DLC looks great. Um, you know, I also you know got the game when it was like, I don't know, $60 for the gold edition on Glitch or something on Amazon. It was like mispriced. So it's a $100 gold edition. So for $60, bucks, will I get the game and the, and the season pass or whatever? If that like actually happens, yeah, I, I'm here for it. Uh-oh. Did our stream just die? Uh, I think it might have. I don't know what happened. Oh, well, we're still recording. We can keep going while yeah. we get the stream back up. It's um, it reconnected. We're good. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean, some of this stuff is like cookie cutter. Like, okay, Rocksmith Plus, great. Uh, Just Dance 2022, okay. Um, I mean, the Far Cry 6 DLC, I think, was a big one, which uh, that trailer also leaked out the night before, but I think that was a big one, playing as the villains and stuff like that. I'm sure people are happy for Valhalla's DLC. Um, Mario Plus Rabbids looks solid. Avatar looks solid. But other than that, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill show uh, from one of the bigger developers. Yeah. Um, fun fact about Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, 
Um, apparently, so we had talked about this back in January, where uh, Ubisoft was being or is creating an open world Star Wars game. Or I'm pretty sure we talked about it back in January, but it was announced back in January. Um, and apparently, uh, Disney went into a meeting to talk about Avatar, and after that meeting, that's when they were like, "Okay, you can make a Star Wars game too." Actually, um, oh, so that's where that's where that came from. So very interesting. That, so that's interesting. So I guess that means. It looks promising. <laughs> I I would hope so. I if it impressed the Dis- well, I don't know what the Disney execs are looking for necessarily. Here's They're the question: the Were they trusted, right? Were they were they impressed by Star Wars Battlefront two? Because if the answer is no, then uh, or yes, Wait, I mean, was Star Wars Battlefront two yes. wasn't that EA? Yeah, but if it's the same people that were impressed with that game, that game was not good. Oh, 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 oh! I, I digress. <laughs> I, get you. Um, I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, so, I mean, what are your other thoughts on, on this? That, that is a pretty cool tidbit. Thank you. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the conference overall? I mean, I know we were kind of tuning along. I I mean, I didn't watch it. I was riding roller coasters. I got off Bizarro when I heard about Avatar being announced. I'm like, huh, that's not what anyone was expecting. Um, yeah. But yeah, very run-of-the-mill. Um, I don't know. Mario, uh, Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope looks interesting um, because it's it doesn't seem to be turn-based necessarily anymore or maybe it still is it seems a little more freeform um which is something that i I might enjoy so i would uh at least give it a try um right but besides that there's not much here for me personally um so i don't know yeah you've never played the far cry games right are you you played far cry 4 briefly i think yeah i feel like i've played like i've touched them like i poked at them but that's really about it. Like I didn't, I poked didn't, at them. Didn't get too much into them, no. Yeah. So I, I loved the Far Cry game. So I played Far Cry Instincts, I think, when it was on like Xbox, um, the the OG Xbox. I played Far Cry Three, Far Cry Four, Far Cry Five glitched out on me, and then I was like, oh nope. If I lost save progress, that's it. I'm not playing this game anymore. Oh no. So I traded it back in, um, and never played it again. Rest so, in pieces. But. Yeah, so I'm excited for Far Cry 6. I mean, I am into those, like, weird, bizarre, not weird, but, like, crazy, like, over-the-top type of game shooters like that. So yeah. I'm excited for Far Cry 6. Giancarlo Esposito looks fantastic in the game. Um, seems like he'll make a solid villain, so I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for it. Nice. Um, so we'll see what happens, but... Okay, so that's e- that's uh, that's E3. Yep, that's E3, everybody. <laughs> um, all right, so jumping into the other big one. So Capcom also had a, a conference, but Capcom's conference was probably one of the worst, if not the worst, conference. So there was really nothing there um, outside of some small details about uh, Resident Evil Reverse and some Monster Hunter Stories uh, gameplay footage and stuff. Or I don't even know if it was gameplay footage or if it was a new trailer. Anyway, we're not even going to waste time on Capcom or yeah. any of the others. The, the only one we'll cover is Square Enix. Um, so Square Enix, this one comes from Kotaku. Everything Square Enix announced at E3 2021. Uh, they officially announced Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. This is the spinoff that is um, Soul, is the Souls-like game that was rumored right before E3. That, you know, it was like, word got out, um... And it was like, uh, I don't know, I think one of the Square Enix representatives, someone was like, no, that's absolutely not true. And then here it is. Um, <laughs> it comes from Team Ninja and is set for a 2022 release on all next-gen consoles. Um, and then what was interesting was the show started off with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So that was pretty crazy. 
Um, and what Ahmed had me convinced for a little bit that it was a Avengers expansion. It is not an Avengers expansion. It is a full-blown single-player game. However, you can tell that they definitely used like the Avengers engine because it looks a whole hell of a lot like the Avengers, where you have these character models that are, you know, uh, not, not quite weird, what you but used to. just not. Yeah, they're not the MCU, right? Uh, which is consistent with the Avengers. So, um, a lot of people reacted fairly positively to this trailer, which is interesting because I didn't watch it in its entirety. I watched bits and pieces of it, but if people are excited for it, I hope it does well um, because I'd be stoked for a um, Guardians of the Galaxy game that's actually good. I mean, the fact that it's single player is already uh, like a a bonus or whatever. A better thing than Marvel's Avengers because that means you know hopefully it won't be a disaster but right we'll see right so I think I think it has a good shot at being a good game and the fact that it's coming out this year is pretty cool I mean um, I think that I would not have expected it to be this year I think I probably would have expected it to be next year and it's October so yeah, there's a lot of games that are like just being announced now and it's like this is coming this holiday and you're like wait what we hadn't even heard of this before and they're like big titles well, so you know you know why because they probably would have been announced last year for release in 2021 yeah. and pretty much covid I don't want to say gave them a year but gave them a year yeah so um which like I think we'll start to see the fruits of of that where there's a lot of developers that probably took advantage of the year that um, everybody was like moving home and everything and even though there were definitely some slowdowns I'm sure that they were able to pick up development you know pretty quickly after that once they got situated so yes um, either way Guardians of the Galaxy uh, comes out October 26th so um, there's some gameplay shown there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, so what else, what else, what else that was heavily rumored for Eidos Montreal. Um, now they showed off Marvel's Avengers, Black Panther, War for Wakanda. They showed off a trailer. I thought this did not look good. And that's my opinion. Once again, there was some positive ish, positive ish, uh, feedback online. Like people were kind of like, okay, this doesn't look terrible. Um, but I don't think this looks good. So it's coming as free content. That's good. Um, but we don't know when it's going to come. I think it's coming out on... Uh, I think it's going to come out sometime this summer. August 2021. That's when it's coming. August 2021. That's right. And the the date was announced after the showcase for whatever reason. Um, the so. top comments on the YouTube video trailer are... Uh, Love new characters and all, but I'm tired of fighting AIM. Uh, I was hopeful for the DLC. I really wanted the game to succeed. But seeing new kind of robots kills it for me. Enough with the AIM bots. This is right. Is this the variety we waited, waited almost a year for? One new robot, Jesus. Right. So yeah. So it, it's obviously hit or miss. Um, mainly miss, just like the Avengers game. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to breathe new life into into the Avengers. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Babylon's Fall. This is one that got pretty bad reactions, I guess. (laughs) Like, it's a game that was announced, um, let's see, it was announced some time ago, and then it was announced that it was a Platinum Games developed title, and it's coming to PS4, PS5, and Steam. No word on the release date, and they announced it's going to be a live service game, which pissed a lot of people off, too. Um, So, this pretty much fell flat on its face as well. And then they're like, oh, hey, 
were doing a pixel remaster of all the original Final Fantasy games. Well, the first six Final Fantasy games. Um, and then they were like, oh, it's just coming to mobile. What? And <laughs> and Steam. Wait. And, and oh, everybody and was like, okay. yeah, oh, but everybody was like, why not, like, Switch? And, yeah. you know, those are, like, those are easy layups. Which makes, like, perfect um, sense anyways. Right. So, whatever. So, that was that. People were pissed about that. Um, Life is Strange Remaster Collection is coming out later this year. Life is Strange True Colors has uh, some new footage, um, which comes out September 10th. Uh, Legend of Mana Remaster is coming in June. I didn't realize that. Uh, anyway, I did not realize that. For the 30th Surprise. anniversary of the Saiken Densetsu series, PS1 Oddity Legend of Mana is coming to PS4 Steam and Nintendo Switch on June 24th. Um, and that's a full remaster, it looks like. Uh, War of the Visions and Final Fantasy Collaboration is coming this month. Uh, mobile games War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, and Final Fantasy will hold a nearly month-long collaboration event from June 16th through July 13th. Uh, the Nier franchise is coming to mobile. Uh, as near reincarnation, pre-registers are open, but no release date. Uh, Hitman Sniper: The Shadows is a violent phone game. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and that was it. I, I missed those last couple there. Um, I definitely did not realize the some of the other stuff there, like the the Legend of Mana remaster. That's interesting. Yeah, I but, guess that means Trials of Mana must have done well. Yeah, definitely the biggest things from here are our Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origin game, and the Guardians of the Galaxy game. And everything else is just yes. kind of random little announcements. Yep. Could have been an email, and then, as they say. And then stop. <laughs> and then Final Fantasy Origin released a trail or a trial, and everybody was like, "This game is not good." And oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mess. And like, and I keep saying, everyone I see, the, like what the the circles that I see on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Are, is what I see. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. So I it's guess that that wraps that wraps that up. And yes. um, and as Paul said, yeah. Capcom was on Saturday, and I sat there with the E three stream open for all of the, like the many perfor- er, uh, performances, the many conferences that were scheduled for Saturday, and literally nothing happened. Like it was just garbage. Take two interactive at a panel that was literally an HR meeting. Um. I and saw that. That was so weird. Like, just, there was nothing. It was a mess. Like, it was, it was bad. Everything that was announced could have been a tweet. There was no reason right. to, to hold. So many people in the chat were, like, screaming and being like, where's the games? Which, like, in retrospect, when you think about E3s in, year past, or in years past, um, there isn't really that much outside of the big three conferences but this year we didn't have sony and sony would historically be on the day between microsoft and nintendo so that's what made saturday feel a lot uh like a waste of time um are they, am i saying the right thing sorry monday not saturday i'm so stupid this whole time i'm saying saturday i mean monday um that's what made monday feel like a waste of time because sony wasn't there um and i don't know like capcom didn't really do much we didn't even cover them because it's not really worth covering no big announcements there um so, I don't know. Just a very weird show overall, especially because it's all virtual. So, we're waiting for all the content to be shown virtually, but there wasn't really anything to be shown. Whereas in years past, there's reporters that are on the show floor, and they're, like there's constant like a, a steady stream of news happening, being reported from the show floor. So, you kind of felt like there was more going on, but I don't know. It was a very weird year this year. So, 
we'll see what happens with, with E3 next year if it returns as an in-person event and whether they can continue to stay relevant in the age of Summer Game Fest. Um, which, fun fact, they didn't even <laughs> give Jeff Keighley the co-streaming rights for the E3 presentations. So, yeah, there which you is, go. Which is wild. <laughs> Very wild. Which is totally wild. And then we didn't we didn't react to the Summer Games Fest announcements, nor did we recap them. Because that was on Thursday. Um, that was on Thursday, I just remembered. Were there anything... No, there wasn't really anything big. Like there was some the, like Eld, uh, Elden Ring was like the big announcement. Yes, um, Elden Ring should should be mentioned. There um, was a few other things in the beginning. I, I I don't. We can we can look it up. Um, Ahmed, I can scroll through the next couple of things here. Um, yeah, um, we but can quick uh, recap of our predictions from last episode and how well oh God. we fared. Um, Logan was correct. Why don't we? Ubisoft. Why don't we just finish? Wait, which ones are you going to go through? I, I mean, I'm not wrong the, on all Just of them. the general ones. Not the wrong oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll go, go through ahead, them go as ahead. we go. So, Logan is correct that Ubisoft will announce Just Dance. Um, and he also said, or Dancing Rabbits, Critters, Animals. But I don't think that counts as Mario plus Rabbits. So, he was right <laughs> about Just Dance. Um, he mentioned Limited Run stuff. Um, but I don't. you can speak more to Limited Run. I don't think that anything major... I don't know. He didn't specify what his prediction was. Um, but you specified a bunch of Limited Run stuff. Um, I think I was wrong on almost all of them, but I'll double check. Well, rest in pieces. <laughs> uh, your one prediction was, um, besides limited run, was that Sony was going to be completely MIA and stay out of the E3 spotlight, which is correct. They didn't announce anything. They've been completely silent. Um, basically, all their coverage and social accounts have been focusing on Rift Apart. Um, and then my two predictions were completely not correct. Spyro 4 and Splinter Cell, neither of which are ever happening. Although there is a Splinter Cell Netflix series coming. So there's something. Oh, great. <laughs> there's something. But it's not a game. Um, but anyways, uh, I'll, I'll just take this next one while you can maybe look and in, dig in to see if there's anything important from Summer Games Fest besides Elden Ring that we missed. Um, so right before E3, EA was hacked, and in the wildest way possible. Um, and they hacked, like, everything. Uh, so this one comes from Vice. Hackers have broken into gaming giant Ele Electronic Arts, the publisher of Battlefield, FIFA, The Sims, and stole a wealth of game source code and related internal tools. Um, quote, you have full capability of exploiting on all EA services, the hackers claimed in various posts on underground hacking forums viewed by Motherboard. Uh, a source of access to the forums, some of which are locked from public view, provided Motherboard with screenshots of the messages. In those forum posts, uh, in those forum posts, the hackers said that they have taken the source code for FIFA 21, as well as the code for its matchmaking server. The hackers also said that they have obtained source code and tools for the Frostbite engine, which is what powers a number of EA games, including Battlefield. Other stolen information includes proprietary frameworks, software development kits, bundles of code that make the game development more streamlined. Uh, in all, the hackers say they have 780 gigabytes of data, and they are advertising it for sale on various underground hacking uh, forums, which is absolutely insane. So the way they stole it is they bought a cookie, not a physical, like, num-num delicious cookie but like a, a login cookie like when you log into a website when you log into facebook um a a cookie is saved in your computer to you know authenticate your session it's basically think of it as a, a key so they bought a stolen cookie from an ea employee or from some marketplace where it was stolen by someone else and they resold it whatever they bought it for ten dollars they used it to log into ea slack channel and then they messaged the it team on slack and being like hey i you know lost my phone at a party so i don't have my two-factor authentication can you send me the two-factor authentication code so i can log in they log in and proceed to steal everything like 
is absolutely insane. This is like an that unprecedented is... amount of data. Like, just the imp- we we won't see the implications yet, but like, they have access to all of that proprietary information. That means that EA games just aren't secure anymore. Like, if you have access to the source code of FIFA twenty one, you can embed all kinds of hacks. Like, it's gonna be. I don't know, people that play, like, FIFA Online are going to be miserable because there's going to be all these hackers running around because they have the source code to the game. It's going to be so easy for a hacker to create, you know, bots or whatever it is because they have the source code. Um, They have the source code for the engines and stuff. That can be sold to other, you know, developers. I don't know. It's This is, like, an insane level data breach. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen from here, but... So it's interesting because the last part of this article from Vice, right, says the representative of the hackers, which provided Motherboard with a series of documents they say were stolen as part of the hack, include an assortment of material on PlayStation VR, how EA creates digital crowds in the FIFA games, and documents about AI in games. Sony, which owns the PlayStation brand, did not respond to a request for comment. It's, uh... Like, this is a wealth of knowledge. And, I'm, I'm like, it's funny. So the hackers, they're selling to, like, we're only going to sell to reputable sources, but, like... What is a reputable source? Who are you going to sell it to that's going to actually make use of it? I don't know. I I just can't even believe. Like, the whole thing with, like, I yeah. lost my phone and I can't... And the whatever. IT team's like, yeah, of course, here you go. Like, that's the whole point of having two-factor authentication is to prevent that kind of thing from happening. Yeah, like, someone, someone's getting fired. Absolutely nuts. Like, how? Yeah. How do you do that? It's very yeah, crazy. It's totally nuts, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's just very strange, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, really, I, going back to Summer Games Fest, right? So I'm looking, I'm looking at a whole bunch of different stuff here. I mean, the Metal Slug um, tactical strategy game was announced. That was one of the first things. Then Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, this boy, the spinoff to Borderlands. Uh, was announced. The Metal Slug game was called Metal Slug Tactics. Sorry about that. Yes. Uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut was announced. Oh, um, yeah, and it looked to have, like, a the Solid Snake kind of um, callback. I don't know if it's going to... Right. Like, you kind of play right, a right. Solid Snake, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Jurassic World Evolution 2 is releasing this year. Um, some stuff for Warzone and Black Ops Cold War was announced. Some content. They um, showed Sombra and Baptiste from Overwatch 2. That was Big bullshit. announcement. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's big ridiculous. announcement. They, yeah, they showed off uh, some new skins for Overwatch Two, which was ridiculous. Uh, Two Point Campus was re- was shown. Um, they showed off a Stranger Things, what looked like a Stranger Things game, just to say that it was a Smite collaboration. Yes, uh, Smite, uh, the mobile game that's uh, very popular. They talked about Left, uh, excuse me, Back for Blood, um, and then there was. Uh, some other, some like I don't know, studio that's working on some games, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they, uh, it was like a launch of some new studio, launch of a new publisher, and they just, you know, had like montages of games that you know I'm sure we'll hear about eventually. But yeah, Fast uh, and Furious uh, additions to Rocket League, um, Among Us updates, all the fun stuff. Tales of Tales of Arise releases September 10th. Le Petit Prince is uh, is coming. Uh, a game based on Le Petit Prince. Petit um, Prince? You say one more time? Prince? Okay. Le, Le Petit Prince. Um, but yeah, by far um, the, the biggest announcement was Elden Ring, which, for those unaware, is a highly anticipated game from From Software, which is the developer behind uh, all the Souls games and Bloodborne. Um, so it'll be very difficult, and we probably won't play it because we're bad at video games. 
but people yeah, are no, really I'm hyped about it. <laughs> and it's coming out January 21st, 2022. Um, the big hype around it, besides that it's from From Software and that has like a very loyal following, um, is that it's also uh, co-written by George R.R. Martin of the Game of Thrones series. So that's why people are yes. super, super hyped about it. But if you told me that this was just Dark Souls 17, I'd be like, yeah, of course. <laughs> it didn't Dark really Souls look 17, that much different. has been different. three games, relax. I, I don't know. But yeah, I... The closest I've come to a Souls game, or that we both come to a Souls game, I guess, is Jedi Fallen Order. Um, but at least that had a difficulty meter that you can turn it down, whereas the Souls games do not. So you just yeah. got to be good or you're bad. Where did oh oh here's the here's the limited run. Um yeah no I got absolutely all of these wrong, <laughs> absolutely every single one of these wrong. Um, running through some of the limited run games uh, announcements here, so I did pull up uh. A list from JP's Switch Mania or JP Switch Mania on Twitter, uh, who's a avid Switch collector um, and posts all sorts of stuff about you know, collector editions and physical editions. Um, so the full list of games, I'll run through these. There's not that many here, um, and there's like 28. But the 28? full list of games that are getting so limited run releases. Uh, you got shit on here about Cyberpunk coming back to the PlayStation Store. That doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so Axiom Verge. <laughs> Okay, don't worry about it. Axiom Verge 2, uh, here, I'll, I'll highlight some of the, the highlights. Okay. It, I could have gone through 10 of them in the time that you keep interrupting me. Um, Axiom Verge 2 is coming to Switch, PS4, PS5. Blood Rain Betrayal, Fresh Bites coming to Switch and PS4. Castlevania Requiem, Symphony of the Night, and Rondo of Blood is getting a physical release on PS4. Castlevania Rondo of Blood is getting a American import, um, which it has never been imported before, getting an exclusive limited run release on the Turbo Duo. Which is ridiculous. I don't know who's gonna actually play that, but go off. The Turbo um, Duo. It's like a Turbo Graphics system. Yes. Uh, Contra okay. Anniversary Collections coming to Switch and PS4. Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler bundles coming to Switch. Dusk, which people are excited for. The game looks, I mean, wild. It's coming to Switch and PS4. Cool Patrol is coming to Switch, PS4, and getting a reproduction on Super Nintendo. Going Under is coming out for Switch and PS4. People seem excited about Wait, that. They're actually printing a Super Nintendo cartridge. That's like allowed. Yeah, still. they've done they've done reproductions. Yeah, that's wild. Um, Haven is coming to Switch, PS4, and PS5. Hunt Down Collector Edition for Switch and PS4. One Step from Eden Switch and PS4. Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Ahmed stoked for this. Uh, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC. Republic uh, Anniversary Edition is coming to Switch, PS4, and PlayStation VR. Rest, uh, Retro Mania Wrestling is coming to Switch and PS4. River City Girls is getting its uh, release on PS5. Um, that's been on PS4 and Switch already. River City Girls Zero was announced, coming to Switch. River City T Girls 2 is uh, was announced as well, coming to Switch, PS4, and PS5. Those two titles are brand new game announcements. And they're actually being uh, like, co-developed by Limited Run as well, which I think is a first, because they usually just Yes. Them. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and Limited Run has done some, like, development on, like, you know, like... Very on like a lot smaller games like Saturday morning RPG and some like games that people have not really heard of mm -hmm. to bring those titles over to Switch and stuff. But yeah, these are they are very close with WayForward, who is the developer of River City Girls and Shantae. Gotcha. Um, RWBY, uh, Grim, Grim Eclipse coming to Switch. Shantae is coming to PS4 and PS5. That was only released on Switch. Um, and a Game Boy Color reproduction. Shantae Risky's Revenge Director's Cuts coming to PS5. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse coming to PS5. Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition is coming to PS5. Shantae and the Seven Sirens coming to PS5. Skate Bird, so that's the whole Shantae um, series, by the way, is coming to PS5. Skate Bird is coming to Switch. Strife is coming to Switch. Super Hot coming to Switch and PS4. The Takeover coming to Switch and PS4. And Zombies Ate My Neighbors is coming to Switch, PS4, 
and Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis by means of a reproduction cartridge. So I did end up going through all of them. Sorry. It's fine. They're doing a lot, though. Um, like, that's kind of shocking. Super hot and some of these other games. It's like Logan and I were talking about this. Like, it's insane some of the games that they've gotten their hands on making uh, physicals for. Super hot's huge. Um, like, a lot of these games are, like, big-name titles. Uh, and they continue to, like, have these, like, gigantic names. Like, yeah. teaming up with, like, Konami on Castlevania and Contra. Like, those are those are big games that they're doing. So. Yeah. Not going to be a limited run for much longer, is what it seems like. It sounds like they're going to be like unlimited run, literally. Like they're just going to have physical games for for all these or physical editions so of all these games. Their model is is pretty cool, where it's like they're willing to you know make I don't know four thousand games as long as they get the the publishers buy in, and like they just make the four thousand run. It's a one time deal, and like the publisher's happy and or the developer I guess, and then publisher technically limited run. And it's like a mutual happiness because they've made enough that they sell through all of them. There's like limited limited risk, where yeah. they're only producing what they sold, and that's it. So it's a great model for them. Very very uh, innovative, I guess I'll say. All right, all right. In thirty seconds or less, take us through this article. <laughs> so that wraps it up for our general news. Let's jump into PlayStation real quick. Obviously, they didn't have anything happening at E3. Um, so this news actually has nothing to do with Sony directly. It's more so from CD Projekt Red. Cyberpunk 2077 is finally coming back to the PlayStation Network after being pulled, like, I don't know, weeks after being released back in November. Um, so this one comes from Forbes.com. It'll be back on the PlayStation Network on June 21st. Um, to quote yesterday, Cyber... Wow. <laughs> yesterday, CD Projekt Red quietly announced that Cyberpunk 2077 will be finally brought back to the PlayStation Store on June 21st after six-plus months of the ban due to what Sony calls the protection of its players, but was probably due to the amount of refund requests they were getting at the time. Um, is the game fixed, though? Not really. There have been multiple updates since then, and they've improved stability, performance, and stamped out bugs, although plenty still ex exist. Uh, Xbox has had cyber Cyberpunk selling this whole time with performance warning, and now Sony is still saying the game isn't fixed, and outright recommends people play on a PS4 uh, Pro or a PS5 instead of a base PS4. Um, basically, the game is still broken. Like, everything else is still bad. Like, they've had performance updates, and it's playable, but not really, and... Yeah, I mean, if if you were looking for more like story updates or content or quality of life features, that's the game has not changed. So there is that. Sorry, it was a little over three seconds, but <laughs> thirty seconds. Thirty yes. seconds. Um, yeah, I whatever. I'm, cyberpunk is cyberpunk. I, it's funny because in the time leading up to E three, I think cyberpunk may still even be twenty dollars at GameStop. So. Um, it's just it's just so crazy to me that this is what it is. But play that game in like two three years if it ever gets an update. Yeah, if not, I, then rest in peace. I guess. I don't, I don't think I'm ever playing that game. Um, All right. Okay. The good shit. It. Xbox and Nintendo. We'll start with Xbox. A quick E3 recap from what I think was the best E3 uh, show this year, and also from Xbox just in general. This is the best show that they've done in years. Um, so this one comes from Ars Technica, who has gathered every single announcement. And trailer. Um, I'll link this in the Twitch chat if anyone wants to watch a trailer for anything that we mentioned. It sounds interesting. Um, for those of you watching on a podcast, you'll have to Google it. I'm sorry. Or listening on a podcast, I'm sorry. You'll have to Google it. Um, all right. They start off the show strong with the announcement of, or, well, the official teaser trailer, finally, of Starfield. Um, so Starfield uh, got its first extensive, extensive teaser trailer, and it'll be released November 11th, 2021. 
right? Not 2022. 2022. Is it 2022? Oh, sorry. Okay. I was like, wait, I thought it was coming this year. I thought the article was wrong. I should have trusted the article. It's coming November 11th, 2022. It is a Xbox and PC exclusive, uh, presumably coming to Game Pass on day one. Uh, side note, actually, I'm just don't, I don't mention this with every game. Um, basically, everything I talk about besides specifically third-party games are coming to Game Pass. Um, they, I believe at the start of the show, they said 27 out of 30 games they talk about are going to be on Game Pass, so um, most of them will be on Game Pass. Uh, next up was Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl. We got a gameplay trailer for this. It uh, looks pretty interesting, coming first to Xbox and PC on April 28th, 2022. And then we got Back for Blood, which is coming this year. Um, there's no exact date here, but I know it's coming this year. Paul, if you can help me out. October it. October 12th is right there. Perfect. Right there. Oh, I see it. It's hiding. So I, I missed it as well. Yeah. That's a that's a multi-platform as well. Yes, it's coming to multi-platform, but also coming on Game Pass on day one. Um, yes. Contraband was announced. We didn't really get to see what this was besides the description of it being an open-world co-op title. Um, but it looks to be kind of like retro-ish Uncharted vibes. Um, but we'll see. Um, we literally just got an atmospheric trailer. Um, Battlefield, Battlefield 2042, which had been previously announced, got a little bit more of extensive or a little bit more footage shown. And this one's coming October 22nd, 2021 on Xbox, um, PlayStation, and Windows. 12 Minutes is finally coming. This time-looping time looping interactive thriller stars James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe as voices. Um, it is an Xbox console launch exclusive on August 19th, 2021. Um, apparently, we got a glimpse of this at E3 two years ago, so this has been long-awaited. Another thing that's been very long-awaited is Psychonauts 2, which is finally coming this year on August 25th to all platforms. Um, Party Animals was announced, which looks like a little bit like Human Fall Flat, but very goofy, like a bunch of soft-looking animals singing karaoke and doing weird shit. Um, coming to Game Pass in 2022 as well as Steam. Looks like it'll be a lot of fun, something I think we should definitely play on stream. Um, Somerville was shown off, which is gives you... Uh, it's from um, former members of Playdead, which developed Inside and Limbo. So very similar style. I think Paul called it out as soon as this was shown. Um it's kind of like a 2.5D environments. Um, looks like you're following a family through an apparent alien invasion. Um, looks really interesting. And where is the release date? I know it's coming this year, but I'm not exactly sure when. Um, Halo Infinite multiplayer was revealed, and it looks very interesting. This is still coming holiday 2021. They didn't announce an exact date, unfortunately. Um, but the new trailer showed Master Chief floating through the wreckage of a ship and having confused conversation with Cortana's apparent replacement. Um... And then the free-to-play multiplayer mode will launch alongside the paid campaign and run at 120 FPS on Xbox Series X. Um, Some reveal is 2022, by the way, Ahmed. Is it? Yeah, oh, I just okay. checked the trailer. Sorry, thank you. Um, Diablo 2 Resurrected, which was announced previously at BlizzCon this year, um, got a street date. It's coming September 23rd and will be available on all platforms. Um, you'll get remastered 60 FPS visuals, cross-progression, and eight-player co-op, and largely unchanged besides the remastered visuals. Um, the gameplay's still the same. It's not like rebuilt from the ground up. Um, so, you know, they didn't break it or anything. So this looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Plague Tale Requiem got a world premiere trailer. Um, this is the sequel to Plague Tale... I forgot the first one's tagline, but the first Plague Tale game. Um, this one's coming to Xbox and Windows in 2022. Um, Far Cry 6, obviously, is not one of the Game Pass titles, but it is coming October 7th, and they got a little bit of a glimpse at that. Slime Rancher 2 Play, was announced. Sorry? Plague Tale uh, Innocence was the first one. Inked, oh, so yes, Plague Tale Innocence. 
I believe that's on Game Pass, actually, as well. Because yes. I keep scrolling past it, and I'm like, maybe I'll play this game, and then I don't. Same. <laughs> Splime Rancher 2 um, is the sequel to the 2017 original. This will be coming in 2022 to Xbox Series X and S, where it's basically you suck up blobby monsters and spit them out using a gun. I don't know, it looks very cute. Um, Shredders is a new IP. Uh, it's a new snowboarding game that is... Um, someone in the comments here on our second because it's not ssx which is always a shame but it's coming first to xbox series x and s in december uh this year uh atomic heart was shown off and this was by far i think the weirdest trailer um it looks kind of like a mashup of like bioshock meets control meets weird euro pop music um there was like tele telekinetic abilities and gunplay but the soundtrack was very off-putting and there was like evil robots um no release window is provided for this game, but it's coming to all platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, and Windows. And then finally, we got uh, to see Replaced. Or, no, finally, sorry, there's a lot more here. <laughs> there was an ad, and it makes me think that it was the end of the article. Replaced was a uh, detailed and fluid anime-inspired pixel art animation game. Um, looked very interesting, actually. I'm intrigued by this, and the fact that it's on Game Pass will actually make me try it. Um, this will be coming in 2022. Uh, Iuidin Chronicles 100 Heroes. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly, um, is a, looks very much kind of like Octopath Traveler and Project Triangle Strategy in that, in that art style of like 2D pixel art and 3D environments. Um, looks very interesting. Uh, 100 Heroes is coming in 22, while Rising, which is a separate game, is coming in 2023. Um, both are coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and Windows. The Ascent is a cyberpunk isometric, or an isometric cyberpunk looking game. Um, not related to Cyberpunk 2077, just Cyberpunk in theme. Um, coming to Game Pass on day one on July 29th. Age of Empires 4 was co uh, is coming this year as well on October 28th. Um, the Outer Worlds 2 was announced with a very basic trailer that was kind of meta and talking about this blah means something epic is going to happen and here's a shot of the character with his back to the camera because we haven't rendered his face yet. Um, no release date announced for this, but just uh, the fact that it is in the works, which is exciting. And then my biggest hype, or my the thing I was most excited about, I think, is Forza Horizon 5. Um, I don't think anyone was necessarily expecting this. I think everyone expected Motorsport to come first. But Forza Horizon 5 was announced. It's coming this year, November 9th, um, to obviously Xbox and Windows. And it's based in Mexico, and it looks absolutely, like, unreal gorgeous. Um, they spent a lot of time on this one. Uh, and I'd highly recommend, if you're a fan of these games, to check out the full trailer um, and their little like deep dive into the graphics because it looks absolutely fantastic. Um, and they closed out the show with Redfall. This was a uh, this is a Bethesda game from Arcane Studios. It is a vampire-themed supernatural shooter with a diverse cast and irreverent attitude. Uh, the trailer looked very fun. It's coming in summer 2022 to Xbox and Windows, another Xbox exclusive. So. If you had a doubt about uh, whether or not Bethesda games would be coming to all consoles, well, doubt no more. Um, and then they announced some new stuff for existing games as well, so I'll go through these real quickly. Um, sea of Thieves is getting a Pirates of the Caribbean expansion, um, which is really exciting. Paul's now suddenly <laughs> trying, wanting to try Sea of Thieves again after we tried it and failed earlier. Um, that DLC releases on June 22nd. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is available on Game Pass now. Um, which completes, I guess, the, the full Yakuza collection available on Game Pass, which is exciting. Um, Fallout 77 is getting in, uh, or sorry, Fallout 76, wow, like, wait, 77, is getting <laughs> a Steel Rain update and the series of new expeditions, I guess, or what they're calling expansions, to new locales, including the Pit from Fallout 3 DLC. 
Um, Hades is coming to Xbox, which is exciting. It's coming to Game Pass, actually, as of August 13th. I believe it's also coming to PlayStation as well. Um, same day. Yep. On the same day, yeah. Uh, Shroom and Doom update is coming to Grounded. I wish that we liked this game, but rest in pieces to that. Um, Among Us got a f- another announcement of new uh, features that they didn't previously announce at the Summer Game Fest trailer, um, including that there are now going to be 15 player lobbies, which is legitimately big news. Um, and then finally, uh, we got to see a glimpse of Xbox, or sorry, of Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to Xbox Series X and S finally on July 27th. And it's getting a Top Gun, um, a Top Gun DLC as well, so you can fly as the Maverick. But yeah, that about covers the show. That was that was seriously for a so long much. Time, but you literally was, talked for an hour. Yeah, there was a lot happening there. Um, but definitely, I don't. What do you think? I think I've already. Said I mean, it overall, I it was a uh, yeah. I know you you were tweeting out too. I mean, overall, really solid show. I think that there's a good mix of everything. This wasn't like heavily focused on Call of Duty and other third parties. The major third party that they brought in was Ubisoft to show off Far Cry Six. I think that's good on them. Um, I think they literally have a game that touches every audience here. I mean, you've got something like Starfield that's going to be a massive uh, single player campaign. It's like Skyrim you're, in uh, space, essentially, is what it's right. Been called. Right. You have Back for Blood, that's going to be an online multiplayer game. You have Contraband, that's something new, it seems. You have 12 minutes, that's going to be probably a shorter uh, experience that might be more like a puzzle game. Um, you've got Psychonauts, which is a platformer, Party Animals, something just totally off the rails, party game. Somerville, which looks like it's a more indie-ish type of uh, puzzle game. You have Halo, which is their, you know, that's their namesake is, is Halo. I think Halo looks great. The multiplayer aspect looks great. I'm pissed that there's no release date, but holiday 2021 gives me hope, and I'm hoping that the beta launches uh, somewhat soon. Diablo 2 getting a, a, a date is awesome. Um, you know, some of these other games that got announced, I thought ending it with Redfall, the way they did that, they gave like a solid like five or six minutes, maybe a little bit more, to Redfall to go through what it is. It's a new IP, bring you up to speed on what they're envisioning, you know, here's some banter in the trailer to give you an idea of what the what the environment is like um, in the game. And then, boom, here's the game. Here's what it is. Here's what it's all about. It's coming in 2022. Uh, something new that we're working on. I think that was awesome. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean DLC got a lot of people hyped up for Sea of Thieves, even outside of just me. I think that that is uh, a good move, a solid move. One that um, might bring more people into Sea of Thieves, hopefully. I don't know. Um, I have to understand if the DLC is coming out on Game Pass as well. Uh, uh, I thought it was. Be. It should be. They usually release the DLCs. Um, well, actually, now no, that I'm thinking don't. about it, they don't. Because for Forza, I did have to buy the, Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It says coming free to see a Thieves June 22nd. Oh, perfect. So, okay. yeah. Um, so I think it's actually might be a free update, but... Yeah, so, and, you know, a lot of these other games, like Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to Series X, great. I mean, not for me, but great for the people that want it. Starfield looks good. I mean, looks good. Nothing really gameplay-wise, more so just a teaser. Um, but it's also not coming out for a year and a half from now. So, um, but it's like Microsoft managed to, for once, finally, not only show off games that are coming next year, but also games that are coming out this year. And games that are just coming out in, like, two short months from now. Um, or three short months from now. And I think that that's something that they've never been able to do before. It's always been a, hey, we're working on Fable 4. Be excited. It's coming out maybe in 2023. (laughs) And it's like, damn, that was a great great show. 
they're releasing Fable in a hundred years from now, and there's nothing else. And now it's like there's a roadmap. It's like here's the games. Yeah, Back for Blood is not a Microsoft game. Uh, yeah, Microsoft Game Studios published game, but it's coming to Game Pass on day one. Boom! It's like holy shit. Okay, like I'm here for this. Yes. So yeah, my, Microsoft definitely won E3 um, for the first time in like forever. I don't think they've ever. I mean, in my eyes, I don't think they've ever really won E3. This is definitely the first time that I've been excited watching a Microsoft conference. I've never right. been hyped for one. right. This was and really that's good. something that and that's something that Microsoft should you know be happy with. I'm sure they are, uh, yes. but a lot of a lot of press online have just been happy with what Microsoft did here. So and you know, yeah, I, I mean, think it'll I think it'll pay off well for them. The fruits of their labor of con- like of you know gathering all those game studios and whatnot that's finally paying off you can finally see what these studios are working on and and seeing everything coming to game pass that just you know seals the deal for me because i don't have to like every game i'm excited about because i'm like oh i would love to try this and i don't have to fork out 70 dollars for it i could just download and if it you don't like it if you don't like it, you just stop playing exactly you'll feel guilty like i'd spent 70 dollars on this exactly so this is just awesome it goes to show how much you know game pass is really worth um because I mean, you know, you're saying Back for Blood isn't even a Microsoft Studios game, and it's being coming to Game Pass on day one. That's huge, uh, right? So, I think that's kind of a response to like Fall Guys having come to PlayStation Plus on day one, and you know, gathering a huge following based off of that. Uh, this is kind of the response to it, uh, but it's nice because you know, Game Pass is not forever, but available for a little bit longer than a month. Um, putting back for blood on game pass is their response to fall guys i'm thinking in terms of like because playstation had not historically done day one releases on playstation plus fall guys was the first big one and kind of started that trend and then fall guys became huge i think because it was on playstation plus i don't think it would have gotten huge if it wasn't um and so this is kind of their like not necessarily response but strategically it works like i'm sure that they had talks i like you see how many players Fall Guys had because it was on PlayStation Plus? Put your game on Game Pass on day one, and people love it. And they were like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> Ahmed, you, you sound like a CEO. You should just uh, apply for uh, Phil Spencer's job now. I, I'll, I'll apply right now. I'll put in my application. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I think that Microsoft's like long game is a lot more complex than even PS Plus because it's just like they're scooping up these games. I mean, look at like MLB The Show... That was a big one that they punched PS uh, PlayStation in the face on because there's people that would historically just buy that game on PlayStation, like always, because it was exclusive. exclusive, Then it came to Xbox. Hey, wait, it's not only coming to Xbox, it's coming to Game Pass now. Um, But yeah, so Microsoft's just trying as best they can to hammer home that subscription model. And they want more and more people to subscribe um, as much as they can. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. you want to run through our predictions real quick and see how wrong we were? Because I was no oh god horrifically wrong. Uh, let that's... me let me run through a couple of things real quick first. So another yep. announcement that came uh, right before the show was that Xbox is coming to smart TVs. Uh, so this comes straight from Xbox, and they say Xbox is working with TV, global TV manufacturers to embed the Xbox experience directly into interconnected televisions with no extra hardware required except for a controller. Xbox is exploring new subscription offerings for Xbox Game Pass so more players around the world can experience the most immersive and fun across devices, geographies, and financial realities. Uh, Xbox is working with telecommunications providers on new purchasing models like Xbox All Access, which allows consumers to buy both a console and Game Pass for a low monthly price rather than spending the money up front. 
Uh, and Xbox is building its own streaming devices for cloud gaming to reach gamers on any TV or monitor without the need for a console at all. Uh, cloud gaming through Xbox Game Pass ultimately launched in Australia, Brazil, Mexico, and Japan later this year. In the next few weeks, cloud gaming on the browser uh, will open to all Game Pass Ultimate members with Edge, Chrome, and Safari support. Players will be a quick click away from gaming on any device. And we're in the final stages of updating our Microsoft data centers around the world with our latest generation of hardware, the Xbox Series X. Uh, this means gamers will see faster load times, improved frame rates, and experience the Xbox Series X and S optimized games. Which historically um, they were running on Xbox One S's, weren't they? Uh, like Xbox One S, yes. Yeah. Which is, so that's a huge upgrade. Right. And then this last piece, this even got expanded upon um, after this, saying later this year we'll add cloud gaming directly into the Xbox app on PC and integrate it into our console experience to light up scenarios like try before you download. What they didn't say is it's also going to light up experiences like um, get Xbox Series X visuals with an Xbox One X through the power of Game Cloud of, of X Cloud, excuse me. Yeah, as long as so, you can survive with a little bit of latency, but. Um, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is pretty nuts. And so that's going to breathe new life into what would have been seen as, like, obsolete consoles. So Yeah, it's literally um, like, Xbox is like, please do not buy a Series X. We'll give it to you. No, I promise. Literally. Yeah. It's, every uh, it's, it's, good. it's making it more and more accessible. So it's like, please buy a uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscription. And, yeah. you know. Um, all right. You want me to go through the predictions? This is silly because, you know, here I am looking like a whole ass fool. Um, <laughs> Logan has been lo really correct on a lot of these. Lo Logan Logan took the safe route and he just went and, and copy and pasted all the leaks. Uh, he said a major <laughs> Bethesda title is announced and he said Prey. Um, that came true with which game? I don't remember what it was. Uh, Redfall. I guess Redfall, technically, yeah. Um,. Uh, Game Pass coming to another platform. I guess that's technically true as well. It's coming to TVs. Um, <laughs> he said Switch, but uh, Starfield gameplay reveal, not gameplay, but the teaser reveal, um, and then Forza Yo, uh, which yeah, Forza Horizon Five was announced. So yes. that is in fact true. Um, I said Everwild gameplay blowout releasing this holiday. Fake news. Mm -hmm. Fables twenty twenty two game, new trailer, also fake news. Third-party blowout uh, gameplay for Hogwarts Legacy Final Fantasy Remake coming to G uh, Xbox and GTA 6 reveal, possibly. Also, uh, fake news. So, um, Ahmed said Halo Infinite is going to be a letdown. I'd say that's fake news. Uh, Fable, no. Elder Scrolls 6, uh, Dragon Earth, no. <laughs> Not even a word about it. Um, well, I mean, they did say that they are still working on it. So. Yes. Yes. So, but um, yeah. Thanks, Logan, for, for being our oracle, our prophet, if you will. Uh, yeah, literally maybe we can have him will into existence uh, a new splinter cell game next time <laughs> all right last but not least nintendo's e3 which happened uh just yesterday we did live stream it so if you want to watch our live reactions you can you know stop listening to us and go watch that um but if you want to just stick around with us here here we go let's cover it shall i or shall you whatever you want if you want to save your breath i can run through it if you want to scream i can run through it real quick um Okay, so this isn't in order of... Actually, it, well, it kind of is, but it's fine. So, upcoming Switch exclusives. Um, I don't remember exactly how they start off the show. Oh, they start off the show with the Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, we're getting Kazuya, I believe is how it's pronounced. Kazuya? Kazuya? I don't remember. Is the last fighter um, for Smash Ultimate. Um, besides that, we got Metroid Dread, which has been literally in the works for 19 years. Like, in Metroid Prime 3, there is an easter egg to it saying like dread is coming the project or whatever 
Um, this has been rumored forever. This is the first 2D Metroid game in 19 years, and it is uh, essentially Metroid 5 is how the trailer started out. Sorry, this was announced 15 years ago, but it's the first new 2D game in 19 years. Thank you, Justin, for the correction. Um, it's coming to Switch this year, October 8th, and it looks fantastic. Um, and they did mention that they continue work on Metroid Prime 4. So very, very exciting news. This was kind of the one of the biggest announcements. I wouldn't say the biggest announcement, but one of the biggest announcements. Um, people have been losing their minds over this. It looks great. Um, very excited for that. At the end of the session, or at the end of the Direct, we also got to see the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It has not been titled yet, but it has been kind of dated. It is coming in 2022, which is good. Um, and we got to see some gameplay footage, which was exciting. Um, looks very similar to Breath of the Wild, obviously, in terms of art style, but this time it kind of takes to the skies. So you get to see a little bit more of the, um, I guess, Skyward Sword elements-ish. Um, but where this is obviously open world, where a Skyward Sword is very, uh, you know, limited, kind of linear. Um, so it should be a fun, fun expansion. Uh, not much else to say about that because the teaser didn't really show too, too much, um, except for one part where Link literally phased through like a platform, and we're like, "What? Hello, it's portals." So very interesting stuff. Um, very exciting for for fans. Maybe I'll finally finish Breath of the Wild. Um, my most exciting moment was WarioWare get it together. I literally screamed when this was announced. I have this was actually i think one of my predictions or one of logan's predictions and when he mentioned it i was like you know what that's an excellent prediction um and i'm so happy it came true so we really need to will more things into existence via logan um but this is a classic warioware micro games game coming to switch um on september 10th super 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 excited for this one um there's also gonna be a two-player mode which is super cool because historically there was only you can only play the community games by yourself the micro games whatever you want to call them um, so two-player mode in this looks to be very fun. Um, Mario Party Superstars is coming this year on October 29th. It'll feature online play from launch, unlike Super Mario Party, and it collects 100 mini games from across the history of the series, as well as five game boards from uh, Mario Party 64 titles, so Mario Party 1, 2, 3. Um, so looks to be super fun, a big nostalgia trip for people that were big fans of Mario Parties. It looks like Nintendo kind of almost was like, you know what, we can't make better things than what we did in the past. People love those, let's just redo those. And it's probably the right decision. Um, this looks fantastic, and can't wait for this one. And then Shin Megami Tensei Five was uh, announced, I guess? I don't know if this was previously announced. or That was previously is... announced, okay. yeah. So it was shown off, um, and it's coming on November 12th. Um, I don't think it's for either of us, but it is a huge announcement regardless. These games are, are fantastically popular. Um, so, big thing there. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the game that we talked about at Square Enix's, uh, at Square Enix's conference earlier in this podcast, is actually coming to Switch, but it's a cloud title. So, <laughs> I was weary of this, or wary, weary, I don't know what the right word is. Um, when it was like, oh, they're coming to Switch, I'm like, those graphics look really good, though. Like, this can't be real. It's a cloud streaming title, so it is not actually going to be running on your Switch hardware, um, which is why it'll look so good. Um, and according to Paul, Control Ultimate Edition, which also runs on the same, you know, cloud gaming kind of architecture, played pretty well. So hopefully this will actually play well um, as well. This is coming October 26th. Um, Astria Ascending is a fully hand-painted hand world, and it's a turn-based 2D JRPG coming to Switch on September 30th, along with uh, Windows, Xbox, and PlayStation. Obviously, Just Dance 2022 is coming to Switch. Uh, Cruise and Blast, which is, I guess, a sequel in the series of, you know, the Cruise and Games, Cruise and USA, etc., is being ported to Switch as a console exclusive with four-player support this fall. 
Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Um, once again, let's players ride a monsty companion across the field in a more fun-filled RPG take on the franchise, and it hits Switch and Windows on July 9th, um, with a free Switch demo set for June 25th, um, which I will not try, because the last time I tried a Monster Hunter demo was very turned off. <laughs> um, Mario, obviously, and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, which was already covered at the Ubisoft conference, is coming in uh, 2022. And then we're getting uh, Zelda-themed color game and watch collectible, uh, which features uh, playable versions of the original three Zelda games, so Legend of Zelda, Adventures of Link, and Link's Awakening. Um, and it has, obviously, a watch mode, so you can you know set it on your desk and look at the time. Um, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp is really cool. It's a uh, remaster of, or kind of, well, a reimagining and remaster from the ground up of the original two Advance Wars games on Game Boy Advance, coming to the switch on december 3rd um we're getting ports of the life is strange remaster collection and true colors on september 10th which we talked about earlier uh i'm trying to remember how the man pronounced it in the direct but i'm just going to say it the way i say it danganronpa decadence is bringing the first three games from the cult classic schoolhouse murder investigation series to switch complete with an expanded spin-off digital board game uh the switch compilation will be available exclusively as a physical release later this year um, and while the individual games will be available for purchase separately digitally as well. Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water is your Wii U port of the day. Um, this is coming in sometime this year? Later this year. I guess, I don't know, this article doesn't mention a specific date, but it's coming later this year. The original game was out in 2015. Um, separate ports are also coming to PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is a remastered version of the first three games on the GameCube, which is super exciting because I actually love these games. Um, I didn't play them too much, but I owned one of them or rented one of them, and I was like obsessed with it. The aesthetic was fun. Um, it's coming to Switch on October 5th alongside with versions for Xbox and PlayStation as well. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is coming on September 24th. Yes, September 24th. This has been previously released on other platforms, but it's coming to Switch then. Um... Worms Rumble is finally coming to Switch on June 23rd, which has already been launched on other platforms back in December. Um, and yes, Kazuya is the correct pronunciation of the new character, the new fighter coming to Smash Ultimate. Uh, Doom Eternal Ancient Gods Part 1 DLC hits the Switch, or hit the Switch already as of the Direct yesterday. And Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 launches on Switch on June 25th, and it almost looks like it's playing on the PS2 again when you see it <laughs> on the Switch. So... That rounds up Nintendo's also a very strong performance. Um, I think Metroid Dread and Breath of the Wild... Well, Breath of the Wild 2 was expected. Metroid Dread was completely out of left field. I don't think anybody expected that in their wildest dreams. Um, yeah, so, so a couple things. So, the uh, Cruise and Blast is a Raw Thrills arcade game that is officially licensed from Nintendo. So, oh, did Nintendo cool. make the Cruise and Games? No. Or yeah, I think they something did. different. Really? Like Cruise in the USA? Yeah. That's the Nintendo game? Yeah, that was exclusively on Nintendo 64. Um, I have no idea. Anyways, I'm a fake So that, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind playing that. I'd relive my uh, arcade dreams. But yeah, so going back up to the predictions, right? So Logan had WarioWare, more ports, uh, rev, the, rev those engines for Mario Kart 9, 2D Metroid, and Breath of the Wild 2 dated. WarioWare is correct. 2D Metroid is correct. More ports, I guess. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 was dated for 2022. Um, so he was right there. I've got uh, all my things are wrong. I said Metro <laughs> Prime Trilogy is nowhere to be found again. I guess that's right. 
Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 1's coming to Switch, no. A new Mario game gets announced. I guess that was right. Mario, Mario Party Superstars got announced. Um, I said Wii Sports Club is coming to Switch, not true. <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2 is releasing this year, not true. Uh, you said Switch Pro tomorrow or Friday, not true. Rest Mario Kart 9, it's time, no. Crash Bandicoot and Smash, no. <laughs> Metroid Prime Trilogy Remaster, no. <laughs> Maybe look at Metroid Prime 4, no. Uh, of all the Metroid things you could have gotten, you picked everyone but the right one. So, Literally. Uh, so there was the reason why, um, not to blow up Logan's spot, but the reason why he said 2D Metroid, because it was heavily rumored before the show, of there's been a lot of talk about a 2D Metroid coming this year. I think Emily Rogers even reported out on it. Um, Emily Rogers possibly. also reported about it the Switch Pro. Yeah, I, look that's where we like are a, now. Yeah, that's a mess. Um, WarioWare, that was uh, there were surveys that went out saying if a new WarioWare title were to come out, would you be okay with paying fifty dollars for it? And that, uh, like, like what what would you deem as an acceptable price? And different people that got the survey got different prices. So some people got forty dollars, some people got fifty, some people got thirty. So obviously, you see, Nintendo landed on fifty, um, but it was like, oh. There's a WarioWare game must be coming to Switch. So, also not entirely surprising. Still super cool to see all this stuff announced. Um, it's 2D surprising Metroid to me. Beat. Let me rephrase because I didn't know any of these rumors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, um, which is which is good. So that makes it even more exciting. But yes. Metroid being called Metroid Metroid Dread was like a that was like a nostalgia trip for me because I grew up seeing the the code names in Metroid Prime Three and people finding the Easter eggs of dread and stuff like that and that being rumored for so long and then people pretty much saying hey look it's dead whatever i mean this was like the last guardian being announced years ago where it was like this game was all but dead and then all of a sudden it's like hey the last guardian it's here it's coming to ps3 um or ps4 excuse me um and it's actually coming out alongside final fantasy 13 also a rumored dead game or excuse me final fantasy 15 also like a rumored uh you know dead game so um Mario Party Superstars to me looks like a port of Mario, the Top 100 for 3DS, but like obviously, you know, spiced up a little bit because it has I don't online even play. It's... Remember Mario the Top 100 or Mario Party the Top 100 for 3DS? Like, yeah, you keep mentioning it, it I'm came like, out. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, it came out later on in its life cycle, and it collected like the Top 100 mini games. That's all it had. I don't know if it even oh. had like a normal turn-based um, party mode. Interesting. So, um. What else did you mention here? The Game & Watch thing is weird, but whatever. I'm here for it. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2. That was out of That's left field, one. but people love Advance Wars, so I'm here for that. Uh, Banana Mania was interesting. That They're remastering the first three games in the Monkey Ball series. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm super they just got done. Yeah, they, they remastered uh, Banana Blitz for Wii, and that, that, like, that came out. Um, so it's not surprising that they're doing these two, I guess. I guess they're remastering all of them. Yes. Um, the rest of this stuff, I mean, cool. I don't know. It's all, it's all whatever. Like, I'm not gonna play Guardians of the Galaxy Cloud version. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, a lot of this other stuff I probably won't play either. Breath of the Wild Two is cool. I guess we're either if we're getting, if we're getting Twilight Princess or Wind Waker HD, it's gonna be something like Mario, where it's like, hey, we're announcing it August 31st. It comes out September 18th. I suppose that's probably what's gonna so, happen. Um. I'm still waiting on a Switch Pro. It's not going to obviously happen at E3 then, but it's going to happen. It's got to happen. It's going to be some random direct in the middle of, like, I don't know, August. <laughs> I mean, like, surprise, Switch Pro's coming this holiday. Um, it's it's going to be at the point where the Switch Pro is going to be in someone's hands before Nintendo announces it. Like, probably. 
I, not that I think that's actually true, but yeah, I agree with you. It'll be, it'll be one of those things where maybe later on this summer they announce it, or maybe you know in a few weeks they announce it. I, I don't know why they didn't announce it. I, I don't know. Some, I, I don't know. If it's going to launch happens. with Breath of the Wild two, then it makes sense to wait until we have a solid date for that, and then reveal it. Like you know, when Breath of the Wild two is about to be finished. Um, but I don't know how tied they are. I'm just assuming that they that they are tied, but I don't know how tied they are to releasing at the same time. But um, right. that's my that's my prediction for why we haven't we haven't gotten a release date yet or even seen it yet. Right. But I would agree. I would agree, but I don't I don't think it'll be launched with Breath of the Wild two anymore. Breath of the Wild two being a 2022 title, I don't I just don't think that they're gonna release a Switch Pro in 2022. They might. I guess we'll see. It could also be chip shortages because chip shortages are affecting everything. Everything. Yes, they are. Yeah. Cars, even. Like, it's not just graphics cards and not just consoles. Like, everything. And there's shortages. I mean, I feel like people are just, I don't know, a year of being at home, people are, like, just buying everything they possibly can. Like, things are selling out that never used to sell out. Like, besides Pokemon cards and sports cards, just, like, random stuff is just being sold out immediately for no reason. I feel like people are mm-hmm. just, there's so much hype around everything now. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we'll the Metroid, so Metroid Dread was announced, and then they didn't announce, I think they announced it after um, the show in the Treehouse piece that it was getting a Amiibo set. So it was going to be having Amiibo Samus and um, of this, like, thing that seems to chase you throughout some of these levels, uh, whatever that thing is. I think it's called, like, E-M-M-I, Emmy. Mm-hmm. Um so there would be that, and they announced a special edition that comes with the Steelbook. And the special editions, like, they went up for pre-order, and, when I, like, it is sold out faster than I've ever seen anything sell out before. It was, like, instant. Like, it literally went up. It was up for maybe 20 seconds tops, and it went down. And, like, even the Amiibos are the worst. The Amiibos, I mean, and it's funny because I follow all these, like, Amiibo pages that, like, you know, I get notifications pushed to me when this stuff goes in stock. And it's, like... The one Amiibo account that I follow is, like, in the six years I've been doing Amiibo, like, links and notifications for you guys, this is the worst experience I've seen of the six years. And it's because bots are more prevalent. And bots are, like, everywhere. Like, the minute sports cards or whatever go up at Target or any of these places, like, they're gone instantly. Like, yeah. it's just, it's insane. It's 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 bad because these retailers aren't doing anything to change. They're, like, they're not doing anything to combat these bots. And... It's just getting worse and worse, and yeah. I, I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah, I guess that that's part of the shortages is mainly because there's a lot of scalpers out there that are just taking advantage of every industry they can possibly find where they can where there's some kind of limited edition item and they're snatching them up to resell them. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I guess the way around that is to simply don't buy overpriced stuff so that when these scalpers get them, they can't sell them because no one wants to buy it. But there'll always be someone right. rich enough to to just you know give up. Three thousand dollars for a graphics card that costs two or that costs seven hundred, so. Right, and I mean, and what's crazy is like Series X and PS fives are still sought after, and they released last November. That's almost eight months ago. Yes, it's it's so crazy to me how retailers just haven't implemented like any kind of system against it. Like, it, it what's really funny, is on the retailers. It's not on the manufacturers. They're not selling them. Right, and and like there's no protection on Amazon. Like Amazon releases cards or Amazon's game the systems, worst for and buying. is a 
free-for-all. It is a free-for-all. By the time I see the notification, I click it, that shit is gone. That's it's, been gone. Yeah, it's been gone. It's unreal. I mean, I could tell y'all, I don't think I talked on stream about me trying to get an RTX 3080 the other day because it like dropped on Best Buy and it was gone before I could even think like that I had it. It was immediately. It's insane. It's just absolutely insane. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Hopefully, hopefully retailers can can figure out how to, you know, queue people up in a civilized manner. Uh, maybe they can take some tips from from D twenty three or New York Comic Con or something. But it's it's just a bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath. It is it is horrible, and I I don't know I don't know what the answer is, but there's got to be an answer out there. I mean, there's got to be better bot protection than there's what they have. There's someone today. there's someone smarter than me out there, smarter than both of us that that's I'm sure is thinking of something. It's just a matter of it being implemented. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure the retailers aren't necessarily not happy because their stuff's selling. They're selling it. <laughs> they're yeah, they're selling. selling. It. They're making their money. They're, they're making mean, their money. It's no effort. Or it's no you know issue to them. But yeah, it's. it's it is crazy, but I mean, this was a overall. I'd say this was a a funny three. I mean, we got um, our first Nintendo Direct in some time now, um, and you know, a huge showing for Xbox, and makes me think like back to when Microsoft didn't own all these extra companies. Like, what their showcase would have looked like had they not had these companies. It would have been all the, not have the third party blowout that you predicted, because that's right. all they could rely on was you know Call of Duty right. for sixteen minutes in the beginning of the show. And then right. a bunch of other third-party games that you can get elsewhere. So they, they finally have a ground to stand on, which is nice. It, it is. It is definitely nice. So overall, I think it was a super, a super fun E3. It was nice to have some of that. There's another show tomorrow. Xbox uh, Game Showcase Extended. I'm which, like, wait a second. Is today Thursday? No. Yes, no, it's tomorrow. It's Game Showcase Extended. Yeah. Yes, and, and it's gonna go into like uh, Hellblade: Senua Saga um, and some other stuff. So nice. we will see. We will see what happens. But, yeah. but I think that about wraps up another very long episode. But then we'll probably take a uh, a break next week because I doubt there will be much else in the way of news because E3 always, you know, is followed by kind of a lull just because, you know, everything's been announced all at once and everyone just kind of takes a break. Um, but if there is news, maybe we'll do an episode. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. But there probably will not be an episode next week. So um, don't be alarmed. We're not going anywhere. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I agree, yeah. Justin. Manufacturers do need to band together and refuse to sell distributors that don't have bond protection. That would be also very nice. Um, but we shall see what the future holds. All right. That about wraps it up for episode 118. Thank you all for watching live. Thank you all for listening. If you're not watching live, thank you for watching on YouTube, if that's where you're watching. Um, fun fact, all of our episodes are on YouTube now, if you didn't already know. Um, but, yeah. Thank you all. And we will catch you all in two weeks at the very least or at the most i guess <laughs> at the most at the latest all right this is paul and ahmed signing off peace